Welcome to Power and Praises Deliverance Ministries podcast. We hope today's message inspires you and encourages you to dig deeper into God's word. Enjoy the message. But it is something when God finds a man and says that this man walked with me that tells you and I that there was a relationship, a foundation, something that was built and set, amen, that is unique to this man's nature, this man's character. Hallelujah. It's very unique because when just like how God spoke about David, who is the apple of his eye, amen, a man after his own heart. God didn't say that about anybody else. But this man walked with God. What does it mean to actually walk with God? This should tell you and I that this is a person that everything that they do in life, does, he does not leave God out of the picture. No matter where he goes, God is with him. No matter what he says, God is with him. <laughs> the, 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 the uniqueness here is that, you know, we oftentimes, we, we live as though God is not always with us. We sometimes say things we know we shouldn't, and we do things that we know we should not do. But if you knew that God was ever present beside you, before you, you would never dare to do and to say certain things because there's a God that is right by your side. Enoch walked with God everything he did, everywhere he went. His lifestyle represented God. You want to find a good man, you've got to find a man, hallelujah, that knows what it is to pray, to seek God's face. You have to find a man that knows what worship and spending time with God is all about. You've got to find a man that really understands the key principle of what it is to walk with God. It's almost like they live their life in fear to sin. To live their life in fear to do wrong and to do evil because they don't want to feel the wrath of God. Come on, nudge your neighbor and say, you've got to learn how to walk with God. You've been walking with your friends a long time now, but it's time to change partners and develop a walking relationship with God. Throw down the crutches, put down the cane and learn to walk. Take up your bed and walk with God. Hallelujah. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. He'll never turn his eyes off of you. Hello, somebody. Walk with God means that you will continuously. The, the, the songwriter puts it like this and says, um, Daily I do worship thee. O Lamb of Calvary. Hello, somebody. You will always want to be where God is. And anytime you want to be where God is, he's going to want to be where you are. You don't ever want to be a servant of God that runs away from you. Hallelujah, Jesus. But you want God ever by your side. My second point is a man that seeks wisdom from God. The Bible says, and God appeared to Solomon in a dream saying, ask what I should give you. And Solomon said, oh Lord my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father David. Although I am only a little child, I do not know how to go out or come in. And your servant is in the midst of the people whom you have chosen, a great people so numerous they cannot be numbered or counted. 
Give your servant, therefore, understanding uh, uh, mind to govern your people and to be able to discern between good and evil. For who can govern this, uh, govern this, your great people? And God said, because you have asked this and not have and have not asked for yourself long life or riches or for the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to, to discern what is right. I now do according to your word. Indeed, I give you a wise and discerning mind. That is from the book of 1 Kings. If he wants to be an effective king, if he wants to be a good father, he's got to have the wisdom in order to do so. And you've got to realize that it's going to take wisdom. Be not, be not uh, um, uh, if I can use the word, foolish. For the things concerning your life. Some, there's some men who take no care and govern over their families as a father. They take no care. They have no uh, responsibility, if I can say so, uh, over the things of their families. Over the care of their families. There's some men who just do a horrible job uh, at, at, at seeking after the things of families. And oftentimes, fathers, they were never taught how to be a father. They, they were never taught how to love children. They were, sometimes we see men and we are very quick to criticize on, on how could you be this and how can you do that. And, and because you know what you want as a woman, that's good for you. But as a man, you've got to teach a man how to love. Solomon recognized his weakness. He said, I'm a great king. I can kill anybody I want. I can do whatever I want. I can have all the women I want. But I lack this one thing, is wisdom and how to discern between good and evil. I need to, I need to know, God, how to deal with this. And some men, we, we have a hard time dealing with difficult situations. And we don't want to deal with situations at all. We'd rather somebody else deal with it. The third thing is, recognizes himself and asks for repair. Recognizes himself and asks for repair. David puts it like this and says, Creating in me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. He knew that he was not all that he was supposed to be. He knew that even though God made him who he was and God found favor upon him, inside of him, he knew that all, all together he was not everything that he was supposed to be. And when he couldn't take it anymore, he entered God and said, God, I want you to create in me a clean heart and to renew the right spirit. It's the worst thing in the world when God has been speaking to you about you, telling you your wrongs 
and you don't listen 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 until it reaches a point where God has to slam dunk you right on your face, take everything away from you, your houses, your cars, your lands, your money, your job, your bank account, to finally get your attention for you to realize I've been speaking to you about you the whole time and the only way I can get you to listen is for you to realize that it's never about you and that it is always about him. Never been about you. And so we've got to take away the, the, that, that spirit out of us. He says, renew the right spirit. He said, he said, he, he, he makes two petitions to God. He says, God, give me a new heart. Not only do I want a new heart, God, but I want the right spirit. How many of you have never dared to pray, say, God, give me a new heart and give me the right spirit. Some of you are sitting too comfortably in your ways. You don't want to change for nobody. You don't want to change for nothing. You're just happy doing you all by yourself. But you need a new heart and you need a new spirit. God knows you're not right. God had a problem with the children of Israel and he sent the prophet Ezekiel to warn them time and time and time again. Time and time and time again. Because God was frustrated with these people. Until God spoke to uh, Ezekiel in the book of, uh, I believe in Ezekiel chapter 31. He says the hand of the Lord was upon him and God took him in a vision. Hallelujah. And God began to show him the valley of dry bones and said to them, this is the children of Israel. Hallelujah, Jesus. This is what they look like. And some of you here today, if you don't begin to ask God for the right spirit and a new heart, you will end up looking like the same valley of the dry bones. And the only way that you're going to ever get the renewed is for the prophet to come along and command the wind to be blown from the north, the south, the east, and the west to revive you once again. But it's not until long the flesh has fallen off of your body. Not until your, your skeleton, your bones are visible. That's when God has to come in now and command light back into your mind. If you want to be the greatest father, if you want to be the greatest man, then you've got to begin to say, Lord, created me a clean heart. And renew the right spirit within me. He deals with me first. He doesn't deal with your wife first. He doesn't deal with your mother first. He doesn't deal with your children first. But he recognizes himself. He said, Lord, it's me. I'm the problem. I'm the problem. I pointed my fingers year after year. You know, in Canada Post, we have this thing. It's the symbol of Canada Post. Some of you know, you don't know Canada Post as the, 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 the white envelope with the blue background and the red circle, and the, that's the logo used. But in, inside, when you really, really ask the employees what is the true symbol of Canada Post, because nobody in Canada Post wants to go like this. We, we point. Point, Pastor 
Michael, Pastor Marcia, it's, it's them and never me. And he says, I'm the problem, God. I am the problem, God. I want to renew the right spirit. I want a new spirit and I want a new heart. You know, if you've got a new spirit <laughs> and you've got a new heart, I don't care the mess that you went through in the past. The moment God begins to change your heart and your spirit, you begin to look at things now in a different lens. You begin to look at things now in how God is able to do things for you. You stop trying to fix things for yourself. You stop trying to get help from other people. And you begin to realize that God is your only source and your foundation. In Him you live and breathe and have your being. That He's the only one that can satisfy your soul. Even if I heard Pastor Kim say, Bishop says everything is going to be alright. Because I've asked the Lord to handle it. Handle it, God. And when you trust God, the, the old time saints, the mothers, uh, Pastor Ellie, I would hear the church mothers say, leave it at the altar and leave it there. Don't pick it back up. Don't touch it. When I say, God, handle it, it's handled. I believe God for it and he sent it and it's already done. Hallelujah, Jesus. We ask God for the things that we don't know that he is able to do and declare. Lift your hands all over this house. In the name of Jesus, we ask you, God, to continue to shower down your grace and your mercy upon your people, God. Lord, 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 look upon your sons today. And we ask you, God, for favor. We thank you, God, for your, your mercy upon their lives. We thank you, God, that you're able to do exceedingly. Open doors, Lord God, that were shut. Begin to restore, Father God. Begin to renew in the name of Jesus. Begin, Lord God, to speak life into a dead situation. God, I thank you today because you're still seated upon the throne. And Lord God, just as long as you're there, we know that your sons, your daughters, Father God, will not have a reason to fear. They will not have a reason to live, Father God, in anger and live, Father God, in fear. But we are thankful for today, God. Hallelujah, that we recognize that you are the source of everything that we need. Father God, as we get ready to go, let your hand of mercy and grace continue to lead and direct us, God. In the precious name that is above every other name, God. We thank you and we give you the praise in Jesus' name. God bless you, church. We love you. Amen. With the love of the Lord. Thank you for listening to Power and Praises Deliverance Ministries podcast. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure to subscribe and help us reach others by sharing this message. And thank you for joining us.